0: When officials from government came, they told us that there are minerals in the area and that there are possibilities of opening a mine here. The family of Owen Chiro of Mzimba is only one case of the wide disruption that the booming mining sector has caused in Malawi, where most citizens say there is little or nothing they get from it. In just under five years, 120 mining licenses have been issued to national and multinational companies after a countrywide geophysical survey showed that the country has great potential of mineral prospects. They told us that because of the mining activities that will be taking place in the area, they had come to do some assessment of all our property. Our houses were marked X and we were told not to build any new houses ...or plant any crops or trees. The extractive sector currently contributes about 1% to the country's GDP. But the government wants a national priority to bring that amount to 20% by 2020. With a per capita income of less than a dollar per day... ...Malawi is one of the world's poorest countries... And many are questioning how villagers like the Chirwas will really benefit from these mineral resources without robust policies that cover the interests of the poor Malawian. To date, Malawi lacks sound regulatory and legal frameworks and transparency in how decisions on the exploitation of these resources are taken and the revenues distributed. These concerns come hot on the heels of data released by a Washington, D.C.-based research organization, Global Financial Integrity, GIF, which states that in 10 years, between 2005 and 2014, around 5 trillion kwacha left Malawi as illicit financial flaws and tax incentives. ActionAid, an international non-governmental organization whose primary aim is to work against poverty and injustice, documented an example of how Malawi lost millions of dollars through a combination of generous tax incentives and international treaties focusing on an Australian mining company, Paladin. In its 2015 report entitled An Extractive Affair, How an Australian mining company's tax dealing are costing the world's poorest country millions, ActionAid shows how between 2009 and 2014, Malawi lost about 31 billion kwacha of tax revenue through the company. Aid Malawi's governance officer, Chisomo Mandhalu, is the author of the report. Inasmuch as the corruption is huge in Africa, but corruption takes only 5% of our resources, but huge amounts is through tax avoidance. Now, the problem is that we are losing a lot of money, and this is impacting us in public service delivery in Malawi. The deal also included a lower royalty rate that Paladin paid for the right to extract uranium. Royalties are usually a percentage of the value of production and paid as compensation to the government for the depletion of a non-renewable resource. Between the lowered royalty rates and the avoided withholding tax, Paladin lowered its tax contributions to Malawi by more than 31 billion kwacha. That is equivalent to the total budget of the Christian Health Association of Malawi-CHAM, Malawi's key health sector partner, for one year. Again, this is almost the amount government used to bail out state produce trader Admark. But responding to ActionAid's report on issues raised, Paladin said if a 5% royalty had applied, the mining project would not have proceeded. We have read in our studio... Paladin Energy Limited, Director John Borshoff's response. Unless the royalty rate had been reduced to 3%, the project would not have reached an economic threshold for investment. The royalty rate was reduced and as a result, Malawi enjoyed economic benefits arising from this significant investment. Minister of Finance spokesperson David Sado says what happened with Paladin is a big lesson for the future. What we did uh, uh, at that time, we opted for what we call a free carry. Uh, this is the situation where uh, we would reduce some of the uh, taxes in exchange for some agreements. Sado also says another factor that came into play was the lack of coordination between concerned government ministries, lack of capacity by officials, lack of information on mining agreements, and outdated mine and minerals law. To some extent, those we are doing the uh, negotiations I mean, in terms of media capacity, they lack the proper information on the mining investment agreements. Since then, the country has taken some steps to better first international corporations and collect more revenue. Rachel Etapoya, Tax Justice Network's Anglophone Africa researcher, says the establishment of a unit within the Malawi Revenue Authority to manage mining-related revenue and shifting the responsibility for revenue collection from the Department of Mines to the MRA through amendments to the Taxation Act in 2016 are steps in the right direction to stop revenue loss so another way that we lose revenue is not just from these tax incentives which reduce the taxes that are actually paid but it's also the way companies seek to minimize their taxation so this is done through tax avoidance and evasion which are both legal and illegal practices um that companies employ to reduce their tax base so these need to be tackled and this requires cooperation with tax authorities in other countries, perhaps where multinational companies are headquartered. Apart from calls to look into its tax incentive arrangements with some companies, there have been calls that the country should also make some reforms in the mining sector legislation, mainly reviewing the 1981 Mines and Minerals Act. Norwegian Church Aid Malawi, which has a long-standing history in working with communities, says the reforms in the mining sector could also be another solution to the current problems. Among other things... If passed in Parliament, the new Mines and Minerals Law would make it mandatory that mining companies and local communities sign agreements that would see communities benefiting. Tokozani Mapemba is the organization's resource governance coordinator. We are uh, trying to to advocate for the passing of the new Mines and Minerals Bill, which I think some of these issues might well be uh, spelled out in that bill, so so that I think uh, some of these things, we might want to forget them. The director of the Department of Mines, Jeff Salima, says the current Mines and Minerals Act of 1981 does not have provisions for voluntary corporate social responsibility or community development agreements. So there is also the introduction of community development agreements which the uh, the company... We will sign with the communities regarding development projects that should be uh, done uh, around the mine uh, for the life of the the mine. Salima says the draft bill is currently being vetted by the Ministry of Justice and is expected to be tabled before the current sitting of parliament ends. There have also been calls for government to renegotiate its tax treaties with some countries as they are said to be affecting withholding taxes paid by foreign companies. Usually, companies have to pay a 15% withholding tax over interest payments or management fees from Malawi to another country, but because of some treaties that Malawi has with some countries, it is losing out on this revenue. Finance Minister Sado says the government is renegotiating some of these double taxation treaties with developed countries. Uh, we looked the issues which we thought were pertinent and the, we had to uh, redo them. So as a country, I can confirm that the renegotiations took place. This will prove to be a tough diplomatic exercise for Malawi. Action Aid Malawi's Mandharu says it was not surprising that Malawi lost out to the international tax system. So one of the crucial things that as the government has to do is basically look at the capacity that we have. And the problem is, most of them that we have now are very old, and which we need, I think, to relook and renegotiate and improve them, tighten them so that most national companies should not use them to avoid paying taxes. There have also been calls that Malawi should join the Extractive Industries Transparency Initiative, a global coalition of governments, companies, and civil society working together to improve transparency and accountability in the management of revenues from natural resources. Malawi was admitted as an Extractive Industries Transparency Initiative candidate country in October 2015 and went on to publish its first EITI report in April 2017, giving hope of a new era of transparency in the sector. Father Joseph Koopens of the Center for Social Concern says it was heartening that Malawi is now a member of the EITI. Everybody can know exactly what the company is paying to the government, can compare it with what the government actually has expended. And the other way around, the government will gift the amounts that it has raised through taxes. So that too is known to everybody atopoya now says malawi's joining the extractive industries transparency initiative is a positive development that to some extent can reveal challenges with raising revenue and its collection in the sector last year's report shows significant differences between what companies said they paid to government and what government said it collected these need to be investigated further and steps taken to remedy systems we need to plug the leaky bucket So after years of a confused talk and lack of a decisive direction on the extractive industry, a new common language is slowly emerging with plans to reform the extractive industry. One can only hope this new direction will benefit Malawians.